When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Hello and welcome into another episode of the Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders blocking the sun out from his eyes right now. Uh, Looking cool as hell with those sunglasses on. Alan, what's going on? I am uh, channeling my inner Mike Tomlin here with the aviators. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I just my usual spot is uh, occupied at the moment. So I'm I'm making do. We're in Studio B here at uh, at St. Vincent College. (laughs) And I... I don't have anything to block the sun here, so so we're gonna go this way. But uh, maybe some some more ambient noise here. I don't know. I'm in the parking lot. There's planes landing. Probably will be like <laughs> Noah Strack being behind me or something at some point, being a pain in the butt. But whatever, we'll deal with it as it comes. Uh, aesthetically, this is a lot. Like you got the trees behind you. It looks pretty nice there. Obviously, the sky looks beautiful right now. Nice day out it's there. A gorgeous so. day. I, yeah. It was probably the nicest day of camp. It has been beautiful out here all day today. You mentioned your channeling your inner Mike Tomlin with the Aviators. It was interesting to hear Mike Tomlin talk. Nothing we didn't expect when you look at past preseasons, but we are going to see significant players playing in the preseason, and I know that that's kind of a controversial topic. Uh, within the fan base. So you actually recently wrote about this. Um, Let's just talk about it in terms of obviously Kenny Pickett's going to get some reps in the preseason, but not just Kenny Pickett as a second year player. Like if guys are healthy, they're going to play some in the preseason. Yeah. I mean, I think the Steelers have a pretty tried and true plan when it comes to the preseason, we should expect to see the starters a drive or two uh, on Friday in Tampa. And then 
maybe three or four drives for that second preseason game at home against Buffalo and probably the entire first half for the preseason finale in Atlanta. If you think about the way that the preseason cadence used to go when there were four preseason games, Mm -hmm. that was games one, two, and three. And then game four was that scrub game where it was just like all the guys that we knew weren't going to make the team. Well, when they eliminated that fourth game, they left that spot in the schedule. So there's, you know, a whole week off Labor Day weekend, there's no NFL games, right? So you have the third week of the preseason is August. The Steelers play Thursday night, August 24th. Then there's no games Labor Day weekend, and the Steelers start their regular season. that for, So there's still as much calendar time between preseason game three and the season opener as there always was. Okay, there always was uh, in that gap. And so mm-hmm. now I think you have a situation where you know, guys are going to play a half, and, and if there's a minor injury, you have two weeks to get better, to get, to get ready to go. This is something the Steelers have been doing for years. Uh, They were not unique in this plan years ago. It has become more and more rare as more and more NFL teams have become more risk-averse when it comes to injuries in the preseason. And I understand it. Like, guys don't want to get hurt. And there are probably guys that do not need to play. What's Cam Hayward got to prove or to really learn from half a dozen preseason reps? T.J. Watt, Minka Fitz- I would actually be surprised if Minka does practice just because he is just getting to full speed in terms of getting to his practice cadence after missing a week early in camp. You know, I don't know what those guys have to learn, um, but certainly I think this, you know, for what is Allen Robinson, Patrick Peterson, like, okay, maybe those guys won't play very much at all, but the vast majority of the Steelers are going to play. And I've seen a lot of pushback to this notion on social media and, man, it really, really boggles my mind. Smitty, where are you on this, as the voice of the fans here, where, where, where do you fall in this spectrum? Do you want to see guys play preseason? Do you not want to see it? Where, I'm trying to figure out where this angst comes from. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I, I feel like we've had somewhat of a conversation about this on the last one of the last two episodes, but I tweeted out today just my opinion, but I'm cool with the Steelers starters playing as much as Tomlin wants them to. They've beaten what I believe are better teams in the opener each of the last two seasons in the Bills and Bengals, largely due to the reps that those two teams are taking in the preseason compared to, to the Steelers. So that's where I'm at with it. Um, now, I'm not saying, you know, throw those guys out there for four quarters and treat it like it's a regular season game, but especially on the defensive side. And I want to talk more about you know the communication aspect and things like that of this team. When you have so much turnover that this team does on the back two ends specifically of this defense, the second levels, um, like I think they need as many reps together. And that's in practice and game situations. So I, I really don't have an issue with seeing the starters play in the preseason, but I feel yeah. like I'm in. I feel like I am either in the minority or it's like 50, 50. Like I've seen both sides of it for sure. Yeah. It's, it's there's a great point about the season openers. I wrote that six, one and one in their last eight season openers, like mm. whatever Mike Tomlin is doing, just do it. In fact, one of my quotes from in that story was from a Landon Roberts, who's a veteran his first year in the team. And he's basically like, if Mike T thinks we need it, we probably need it. <laughs> like, like I, you know, like, uh, I think that is a simple answer, but I think there's a lot of truth to it, right? Like, he wasn't saying, I want to play in the preseason, but he was saying, if this guy is saying we need it, then I'll do it. Like, that way we probably need to do it. And I think 
it just it's another one of those things where I think the perception of Mike Tomlin among looks like the average Pittsburgher fan compared to like the average NFL player slash coach is just very different. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I just thought it was very funny where Landon Roberts, who's by the way played for Bill Belichick, um, mm-hmm. is just like, hey, Mike T says we need him. Then we need him. Like well, that's Landon Roberts to me is is one of the great cases of what I'm saying too. It's like that's a veteran. Maybe if he were already here for a few seasons, that's a guy that wouldn't need to play. But coming into a new defense and a new system, I think he could use the reps a little bit in a in a preseason game. Yeah, that was really the whole focus of today's practice, and, and we can get into that a little bit here. You know, we go talk about today's practice, but I mean, I I do think that for the defense, reps are important. You also have an offensive line that has at least yeah. one and maybe two new pieces. And, you know, those areas where you have mesh, right, where you have overlapping responsibilities that need to be communicated, whether that's on the offensive line or whether that's in zone coverage in the defense, you know, changing defenses, that kind of thing, you know, between the offensive linemen, between linebackers and safeties, I think those are areas where live reps are really valuable for those guys. And so, yeah. Like, I think Isaac Samalo is going to play some, even though he does not need to learn how to play left guard. Like, I think they're going to want to get him some live reps with the rest of that line. I think the same thing about Elaine and Roberts, Cole Holcomb. Now, the safeties have been unhealthy. Mike Tomlin said everyone that's healthy is going to play. We can go through that whole list here, too. Um, but, you know, I think the, those those positions to me in particular stand out as areas where these reps are needed. This is not just some kind of formality. Yeah, real quick, not to divert the conversation, because, I mean, we want to come back to this and then talk about today's practice and everything. But I remember I saw a tweet about Samalo and Broderick Jones working together in a two on two pass rush drill. Did that take you by surprise? Is that kind of nothing that's that's common to see? Uh, They mix up the pass rush drill combos a lot. So it it doesn't really um, matter who's with who. You know, Broderick Jones was with Bill Dunkel last week. So, like, I mean, it doesn't okay. – it, it, it may impact, like, for example, him and Bill Dunkel got their butts whipped by Cam Hayward. So if Mike is trying to get, like, a certain matchup or a certain look or wants to see something from somebody, you know, maybe he'll say, oh, okay, well, now I need to give – you know, if, if we really want to see what Jones can do against Hayward, he needs some represent, representative, uh, you know, help on his side of the ball. So – that kind of thing. But a lot of times it's just who's standing up there next. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't know if that was something that, you know, from the fan side here that we could, you know, start overreacting about with Roger Jones and Samalo next to each other. Omar but... Khan did say on the Pat McAfee show today that he expects Broderick Jones reps with the first team to increase. Um, yes. But like, so we got three of these left, so. <laughs> I I was watching I'm, him on the might, Pat Might want to get going on that if it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, so okay, let's talk about today's practice. Yesterday, your big takeaway was how physical it was. Very run heavy. Um, a lot of you know multiple tight end personnel. What would you say you walked out of today thinking was the big takeaway? Uh, pads again. First of all, um, yeah. I think the big takeaway today was. For me, the the defensive focus on communication was big. Uh, that that was really the thing that I thought stood out to me the most. Um, when they did, they did some nice things. When they did it, they communicated well. Um, 
we did some team run where it was physical again. And I thought the defense did really well in that in that team run today. TJ Watt was really, I thought for the first time, all training camp, like a very noticeable force. At one point, Mike T yells out in the middle of practice, man, can somebody block TJ? Uh, to, to the uh, mirth of the crowd. Uh, Alex Highsmith, Cole Holcomb blew up a number of run plays for mm. Hoko. DeMarvin Leal with a great, not necessarily blowing plays up, but like great motor running down the field. And so I thought Aquan Alexander was very good today too. So I thought the defense looked good in those team runs, but I thought really the big key for me was that defensive work on communication is going to be so important, especially early in the season as this defense with a number of new parts tries to come together quickly and minimize mistakes. No, uh, Trey Norwood practicing today. Right. So let's go down the, yeah, let's go down the injury list here. So no Trey Norwood, um, at all. Uh, John Lovett running back also did not participate at all. Limited guys would have been, uh, KZ, Neil Herbig, uh, Nick Herbig and Joey Porter Jr. Uh, all of those guys, uh, had pads on and helmets and did some indie stuff. But did not I did not see them out there in team. Kevin Dotson was full go, and I did not see any significant new injuries. So I believe that is the entirety of the injury report for today. Okay, there we go. Well, I was going to say so now yeah, safety, with Norwood out, safety still yeah, pretty beat up, right? So yep. Kenny Robinson and Minka were the starting safeties. Um, and then, you know, Trenton Thompson is is the number two free safety right now who just been on the team like a week and a half. Yeah. Uh, and then you got Miles Killebrew, obviously. A strong safety is a guy who's been around and, and much more experienced. But it is uh, – there's a lot of reps there. Uh, you're you're going to see a lot of 17 during this uh, preseason game because there's nobody else, 17 being Trenton Thompson. There we go. Where did he Where did he come from? He's a San Diego State guy. San Diego State, um, okay. I think he had bounced around a couple places before landing with the Steelers, but uh, Tennessee, I want to say he was uh, okay. last. But um, yeah, he's. We actually got our uh, all ninety story on him at the top of the site right now. If you go check it out, SteelersNow.com. Six San Diego State guys. Very weird. I asked Mike T about it. He was like, nah, "I don't know. Just happened." So. <laughs> I get, yeah, there we go. It does not typically just happen that you've got six guys from a group of five schools. It isn't even all that good of a group of five school, but uh, KZ, Trent Thompson, Bill Dunkel, um, Greg Bell, the running back. I'm missing a couple. I don't know. There's more. There's a lot of them. They're everywhere. Oh, Jordan Bird, wide receiver. And mm. uh, that'd be it. Maybe five. Maybe there's one more. Okay. I don't know. But uh, they're everywhere, that's for sure. Off and they also head, just sure. signed another safety as well, um, uh, Elliot. Uh, but he has oh, not yeah. done done very much yet. You know, just literally just got here. His first practice was yesterday, but you know, he kind of just gotten off the plane, like at the at, at walkthrough, and so uh, he hasn't done much yet in terms of of showing us what he can do. Maybe he'll get out there in the game late, but um, yeah. That's, I mean, I thought that was really the key to this. You know, I went over to walk through for the defense, and it was all just these passing of, of routes, you know, where multiple, you know, so much of what offenses are trying to do and so much of what the Steelers' offense is trying to do is attack defenses in ways where you just get more defender or more 
offensive players in an area than there are defenders and how the defense has to deal with that in terms of like late breaking stuff, right? That's why jet motion is so good because it really puts a stress on the pass defense to make an adjustment right before the snap uh, that everybody's on the same page for. And um, some of those things I think we saw when we talked about those goal line drills yesterday, like, you know, Zach Gentry getting free on play action, Pat Fryermuth being open on a, on a, uh, you know, a, a fullback pass, you know, like those kinds of things happen because guys can't, they're not communicating the changes fast enough as you have motion and jet motion and shifts and things like that, that are all happening in quick succession right before the snap. And it, it stresses them out. Like it, it's very difficult on a defense. And so, that has definitely been a key for the defense. They did it in their sort of individual walkthrough when it's just defense. And then we got on the field. We got into three on three. Uh, so, you know, quarterback and then three defenders and three uh, receivers in routes. And twice Terrell Austin stopped the drill and was like, we did that wrong. Run that back. Matt, Mike, I want to see that exact thing again. We got to see that again and we got to make sure we do it right. And so hmm. to me, I mean, that's, uh, a very clear focus when you're talking about the defensive coordinator stopping a drill twice to be like, no, we have to do this better. Uh, I think that's a real indication. Something that's a focus. I talked to Quan Alexander about it after practice. And, you know, he said, look, that, that's, that's one of our things. Like that's one of the things that are, are at the top of the list for this defense this preseason is getting that communication down and getting it so that it's routinely correct and, and not having, those kind of mental mistakes and and busted coverages and and guys running free in the secondary, um, and then after all that, we got into the team period and and the offense still got them. Uh, but I think it was a very nice concept by uh, Matt Canada. Kenny Pickett talked yesterday about how he's changed the playbook, and I've been kind of maybe looking at it a little bit more closely. And I think we saw one of those today where it's like a a counter play action bootleg. And, you know, slow developing play, but you know, they got one guy, would, I think it was like Miles Boykin, but it would probably be Pickens, running down the sideline and then sort of a, a, a flat dump off option. And we've seen like so much of that for the, from the Steelers over the last couple of years where it's like either you take this low percentage downfield shot or it's like this like five-yard dump off. And in this one, uh, you know, Kenny throws it, this medium depth pass, and I'm like, where is that going? Oh, here's Allen Robinson all the way from the other side of the formation has now come across and makes this catch right in between the two defenders, like no man's land. Um, and I'm like, ah, that was a wrinkle. Uh, and so I think, um, I think you know, the offense is, is making that job tough for the defense. They're certainly giving them all they can handle in that area. Interesting. Okay, good. Because that's been a lot of conversation. Was are is the playbook actually going to be different, or is just the way Kenny goes through the progressions for the same plays going to be different? I know that that's been a big conversation. So yeah, both, I think. But there's definitely new plays. Like it's definitely a lot of new stuff. Um, I think it's also um, trimmed down in a good way. You know, I'm seeing like a lot of plays from different formations. I think that's something where they can mm. really, you know, like it's the same play, but it's a different look, you know, and, and they can be simpler uh, for themselves in terms of knowledge. Like, do you remember how many times last year they had two wide receivers in the same place at the same time? 
Yes. Like, it happened a yeah. million times. And it should never happen. No football play has ever been drawn up ever, except for a hook and lateral, to have two wide receivers in the same place at the same time. And yet the Steelers' wide receivers kept doing it. And so I think what they've done is maybe simplified things a little bit for their offense while adding, like, multiple looks. Oh, we're going to do it out of 12 personnel, or we're going to do it out of – they put in some, like, 31 with, like, Najee, Jalen Warren, and Ant McFarland all on the field at the same time today. Like, all kinds of different wrinkles. But then it's the same concepts. It's still Yankee. It's still overload. You know, it's all the same stuff. It's just dressed up differently. And so I think the idea there in my head would be that it's going to be easier for Kenny Pickett to master. It's going to be easier for the receivers to be in the same in the right place and everybody to be on the same page. But then also um, not be so simple as to always be giving away their intentions. Yeah, I've seen some different stuff on Twitter of, of things that I haven't seen the Steelers use in the past. If they have, I, well, so the one was the drift swirl, like which is a Shanahan McVeigh staple. And they did it, Derek quoted it and said they did this once last year and they threw a pick on it threw it out they never did it again and the other um was uh escort motion which is like a ben johnson staple but like rarely see the steelers use that so yeah i mean i'm interested to see if these new wrinkles make their way into game action for sure yeah the escort motion i we've seen a lot of with kendrick green and with connor hayward yeah that definitely definitely seems like that's going to be a thing and I mean, I know we talked about it a lot, but Kendrick Green's still doing his fullback thing. Like, yes, he's still working as a second-team center, but I think now, mm-hmm. like, we can go – like, we, this has stopped being, like, funny and is actually a thing. Like, he is the fullback. Like, there's no really question about it anymore. I'm so excited. So, it, we're going to see this on Friday in game action. Well, I don't know about Friday, but, like, I'll I'll, I'll – I, I think we will. I think we will see this preseason. I don't know about Friday. Okay. Because the first preseason game, you literally line up and you run inside zone 30 times, duo 20 times. Like, it's the most basic playbook, yeah. right? So, I don't know that we're going to see any of it for this first preseason game. But I will say definitively, this preseason, we will see Kendrick Green at fullback, 100%. Uh, another day where the defense won seven shots. And it's interesting because we keep talking about, you know, new pieces and guys that don't have that many reps and lack of communication on the back end. Yet they win seven shots today, four to three. Um, what was your main takeaway from those seven shots, if any? Uh, James Pierre had a gorgeous interception. Um, t- tipped it up to himself on a fade to Darnell Washington, which is um, <laughs> way up there. Yeah. Uh I thought that uh, Quan had, uh, had a pass breakup, batted down. He was rushing and batted down that Kenny Pickett pass. And uh, the other incompletion was Austin bobbling it as he went out of the back of the end zone. So he kind of got his feet down, but he didn't secure the catch uh, yeah. going out of the back. I, I think it was tough, tough to have big takeaways. The one big takeaway was George Pickens remains an alien. He caught this pass from Patrick Peterson that we're going to share with you in a special way. So it's a, they start in trips and Deontay Johnson goes in motion. It's just a fade. Like they're going to clear out the right-hand side and it's a fade. It's not a great pass from Pickett. And Patrick Peterson has just phenomenal coverage. 
I mean, he's he's face guarding him. He's got his hands up like this. He's not, you know, it's not pass interference, but he's face guarding, hands up like this, right in Pickens' face. He's running out of room to the back of the end zone, and he just, like, reaches around Peterson one-handed uh, and makes the catch, like, over on the side of his body as he's falling backwards out of bounds. And uh, so during seven shots, I take notes on my phone, a voice memo usually because it's faster than mm-hmm. typing it. And mm-hmm. it helps me remember the play and, and I can get more information, you know, than if I was trying to type it all out. And so I'm going to share with you all my voice memo of George Pickens uh, putting Pat Pete on You Got Moss. This is what it would be like if the if we were hired, if Steelers Afternoon Drive was hired to do play-by-play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is what it would be like. Pickett, fade, Pickens. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the, the, oh, my God. That's, that's, that's it right there. That's, and you didn't just picture what was yeah. happening. The way that you, yeah. you painted the picture first, you told us. Yeah. The, the way the coverage was, Peterson had him in a really good spot, face guarding him. Pickens still makes the catch, and I'm just painting the picture in my head with that audio. Uh, I talked to Frisman Jackson this morning, working on a big story on George Pickens, and he basically said, like, I have to – like, I, I need him to know that I think that those are routine for him. Like, he's now got to make them. <laughs> he's like, but sometimes yeah. it's hard. Like, <laughs> like that, that guy's, uh, that guy's pretty incredible. Yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned a couple players that you thought were kind of standing out. Also mentioned, uh, that we can't expect to see Tanner Morgan, the fourth quarterback to play on Friday. Um, you mentioned Ant Mac by name, a guy that it's like, I know Nick's talked about Rodney Williams quite a bit too. Obviously like when you look at that tight end, yeah. Hot rod, Rodney Williams. When you look at the rest of that tight end room, he's not making this team, but is he (laughs) making a push? Do you think maybe to make a roster somewhere else? Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll start with hot rod. He had a great catch today in the end zone on the, uh, goal line, uh, red zone drill, uh, tipped ball and, uh, kind of, juggling catch gets his feet down in the back of the end zone while he's diving in midair. Uh, he has been the best player that I am sure will not make the team. Like he just has no chance. He's the fifth tight end. It's already a stretch to keep four. Uh, the other guys have all been good ahead of him, but man, he is a very impressive player. He's a good athlete. He's smart. He's tough. He catches the ball. Um, I don't know what more you could want from him. Like I, I can't, I think he's a guy that could lose on waivers. Like I, I think he deserves a spot in the NFL if it's not in Pittsburgh. If he makes it through, he's a lock for the practice squad because I think he's, I think he's been very, very good. Um, would not surprise me at all to see Rodney Williams on in the NFL in some form or fashion this year. Ant McFarland. Um, so, so I, I tweeted about him, and somebody asked me on Twitter like, "What's different?" And I thought that was a good question. He is so consistent this year. I think that is the thing. Like, he was always fast, like real fast, good hands. But he's making all the right reads. He's catching the ball. He had a beautiful one-handed catch, you know, was fighting off coverage with one hand, just reached out with his left to snare the ball today in a seven-on-seven. No drops, 
no penalties, no missed assignments and pass protection. Like, he's hitting the right hole. He is doing everything right. And he just looks he, – he has always looked like an athlete, and now he looks like a professional too. And, man, he's got that spot locked up. Like, there, he is the running back three. There's no doubt in my mind. And not only that, I expect him to be active on game days and have a regular role in the offense. Like, that's how good he's been. Although, Jalen Warren – Maybe the best player on the field for good parts of today. He was awesome mm. also. Um, but, uh, yeah, and Mac has been very good. And Tanner Morgan, yeah, he was. this was the first day where, like, it was not one, two, three, one, two, three. It was one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Um, and so very clearly getting Morgan ready to play in this preseason game, it would not surprise me if he gets the whole second half uh, of this game and, and really will probably be – Maybe his only lengthy shot um, to, to make an impact in the preseason. But, you know, he's a guy that I had zero expectations for. I didn't, like, love the the work in, in Minnesota. Um, he's looking okay out here, though. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, he, he, has, he has yet to, to make a throw or a decision where you're like, oh, that's why he's undrafted. Like, he just yeah. looks like he fits in. And so if he keeps that up, uh, maybe we'll see, you know. I don't know that the Steelers need a fourth quarterback from the practice squad for this year, but if you think about it, like they would probably like to develop an internal eventual backup for Kenny Pickett and not keep paying Mason and Mitch indefinitely. Um, so keeping a guy around on the practice squad to see if he can, maybe he could unseat Mason this time next year. You know, I don't think it's going to happen this year. And mm-hmm. I talked to him the other day, and I basically asked him, like, you know, you're kind of competing against yourself. And he he had a, seemed to have a really good mindset about it. We're like, yeah, I mean, Mason Rudolph's been here – this is the sixth year. Like, I'm not going to be on his level right now, but you just got to take the opportunities that you get. And I think that's exactly what he's doing. So I think we're going to see a good bit of Tanner Morgan on Friday. Very interested to see how that works out. The last guy I think I wanted to highlight – we and I've talked about him here a lot, I know, but, man, Gunner is really good. Uh, when Kenny Pickett was asked about his wide receiver four options, not five, four options yesterday, Gunner was the only name he named. He did not say Calvin Austin. He said Gunner. Um, hmm. Pretty strong praise from the quarterback. Uh, I think Gunner makes this team somehow, some way. Not sure whether that's as the fifth receiver or the sixth receiver. I do not think he will be the fourth receiver. But, I mean, he has been – he was really good in training camp last year too. I should say that because – I think he really did impress us all in training camp last year, but um, he looks good. I think he's a guy that they will find a reason to keep around. Yeah, I, I thought that was a good way to to be the last player to bring up, just because we did have somebody on oh, YouTube yeah, we got a comment on about yesterday's yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't even know if it was a question so much as a comment. He just said, Gunnar Oshesky making folks miss. Say it everywhere. Get these people straightened out on Gunner. So I think this is somebody in support of Gunner. Um, obviously didn't have the best first year in Pittsburgh here, uh, losing his return job and everything like that. But um, nice to see he's having a nice bounce back camp. And, yeah, he's somebody that you've talked about quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, he's been really good. And, and I think uh... – you know, I don't think the other guys that are battling for that spot have really stood out in any way. I think Miles Boykin, he's had a couple of drops. He's obviously never been, like, explosive athlete down the field. Cody White, okay. Um, probably a little better than Boykin, but I think Gunner has been the most consistent performer of those three. 
And so if they're keeping five, I think right now he'd be in my five. I think okay. uh, I was just about to ask that. Say, I was going to say, if it's five instead of six, do you still have Gunner on there? But if it's six, who would you say is the sixth one? I think it would be Gunner. Uh, if it's six, probably Miles Boykin just for a special team's ability. Um, yeah. There's also some salary cap stuff in there, too. I have to look to see, like, one of them, if one of them's a lot cheaper than the other, maybe that matters, too. Um, the Steelers are in a position with the salary cap where they're about, uh, I want to say about like seven or eight over, and they can restructure TJs for up to 12. But if they can have some younger players make the team, there's mm-hmm. a chance that they could trim, you know, so like right now the top 51 contracts count, but on right. cut down day, only the 53 you keep count. So if you cut some more expensive guys and you keep some less expensive guys, there is a chance that they could get under where they need to get to without having to restructure TJ, which would be a benefit for them down the road. So uh, maybe the cap will come into play there at wide receiver, and I would have to do – I'd have to – oh, I mean, I do have it here in front of me, but um, I would have to – all right, well, give me like four seconds and I will look up who is the cheaper of the wide receivers. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think right here. Because I know they brought – like, Gunner's deal was two years. Boykin was brought back on a new one Gunner, year. Gunner is 2.6. So um, – mm-hmm. but maybe you just extend him and, and kick some of that into 2024 if you think he's, he's good enough to keep. Um, I think Boykin is 0.94 and White is the same, maybe. Mm-hmm. I actually don't see Cody right on here. But. 0.87. Okay, so, yeah, less than a million for both those guys. So Gunner is by far the most expensive one, so maybe if the salary cap uh, becomes a factor, then they would they would not go that way. But I think – and, again, we haven't seen, a, like, a ton of live special teams, so it's really hard for me to evaluate that. But just based yeah. on wide receiver, I think I would very clearly take Gunner. And we obviously know he can play special teams. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Uh, any other takeaways from the last practice before Friday's preseason opener? Steve Smith was here. Um, yes. Doing wearing a Steelers shirt. Wearing all Steelers stuff. He was working like a ball boy. I don't. I don't <laughs> know. He was like marking it's, down in distance and like. It's a. I, I, don't, I don't know. If it's a TV drills. show. Yeah. It's yeah. Be it's like for TV. It's like uh, working like an ordinary job type thing or something or like an odd job. Yeah. Something well, like uh, I can say this. Um, Most interesting jobs. Ball, ball boy for the Pittsburgh Steelers is not an, an, an ordinary job. Uh, that Most is interesting job. That is a tough job. And you generally have to know someone to get it. Of course, Steve Smith knows all the someones. Um, but he stopped to talk to Deontay Johnson, was doing some like showing him some hand fighting things. And um, hmm. he, him and Mike Tomlin go way back. So it does not surprise me that he's here. Uh, Ryan Clark was here yesterday. Steelers love uh, to keep people on their toes with stuff like that. And I think that is a, a good way to go about it. Yeah, absolutely. I thought it was really cool to see him there. But, um, yeah, I don't have anything else. If you don't, uh, you can tell the people where to find you. And we'll get out of here. Yeah, at Saunders underscore PGH on Twitter, at PGH Steelers Now on Twitter, on YouTube, SteelersNow.com. That's it. That's the places. You're here already here. So. You found me once. You can find me again. I have faith in your abilities. 
Uh, right here, if you're watching on YouTube, once again, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you know when we post a new episode of this or any other content that goes on the channel. Leave us a comment down below. We try to get to at least one of those every single episode. We prefer if, if they're questions, great. And also, I want to mention this is the only day that we're going to have a grace period here. We can't have back to back days without a Steelers vehicle. So we tomorrow, I expect to have we one. Need your vehicles. Yes, tomorrow I expect to have one. Did you? See, are you going to be here tomorrow? Is it, or is it in addition Nick, to Nick? Nick, okay. Nick Fairbaugh tomorrow, and gotcha. uh, I will be off. And then Friday, I will be fingers crossed at Raymond James Stadium doing this live before the preseason game. Awesome. All right. So yeah, me and Nick tomorrow. We've done it once before. It was a great episode. Can't wait to keep the chemistry that Nick and I are starting to build on here too. Uh, but you can find me at Zachary Smith PGH on everything. Can't thank you guys enough for the support that you've shown us throughout the first, uh, what are we at? 10 episodes now or something like that. No, eight episodes. Something we can have like to doing this, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, can't thank you enough for joining us for yet another episode. And uh, we'll be back with Steelers afternoon drive tomorrow. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Bye-bye.